So, welcome back from the break. We are here sitting with uh, Kristen and Alex, and uh, we're talking about, I'm just going to call it the H right now. Maybe that'll be the title of this. The H, which stands for hustle, because I'm just trying not to say hustle too much. Um, But really just like, I think this is more so about like work process and just being driven in not even like your creative industry, but just like any any industry that you're passionate about, just being driven, because you two are like two of the most driven people that I know. That's why you're on here. Anyways, uh, that sounds like an ending thing, but that is not the end. We are on. <laughs> We're just Where's in the, the second half. We're just in the second half. Um, which leads me to another question that I have for you guys. Um, do you think that the hustle is romanticized? And then do you think that that acts as a positive sort of like force and contribution to, let's say, older Generation Z and late millennials? Or do you think that that has more negative impacts? That's a tough one. Um, Oof. I think Oof. the hustle, it is a bit romanticized. Like, people kind of just throw the word around, but I don't think they necessarily maybe know the true meaning of it. Like, mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, like, it's all part of the hustle. Or, or like, I'm, you have, like, yeah, you have the a hustle. mini side hustle where it's like, oh, I do phot- photography on the side. Or I have, like, this mini clothing line that I'm printing like, exclusively on Gildan and like wow it's like really cool mm-hmm. like um I think like a lot of people sort of like it's 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 a cool thing to have associated with you like, I think oh. so too I think that yeah. people just kind of like come together and they're like and this kind of like reflects back to something that my friend Katrina said uh, is that like in her high school, like people would like literally gather together and be like, oh, I only got like six hours of sleep last night. Really? You got six? That's so much. I only got four. I only got two. I haven't slept in like two days. Yeah. I haven't slept in eight years. Like, oh, I think that it's so different. Not actually like... eight years. But I think that there's some sort of romanticization. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-uh. There's some sort of like romanticism of like working yourself to the bone. But that's that's um very interesting to hear from my end because it's like I went to a very different high school so I went mm-hmm. to a uniform public school and predominantly they were all very um, um, of the higher income bracket and so uh, the acceptance rate into university in grade 12 is I think 95 or 98% make it to university and so everyone is sort of like competing with themselves and you see everyone hustling within themselves but also um, we get in that internal like internal uh, hustle or internal like conflict conf- not conflict but like internal competition um, but we realize like we've already out, out won like the people that we really need to compete with mm-hmm. because we are all ed- heading into like different areas in life so um, mm-hmm. but that's and everyone's like wow everyone in like my grade always had it put together and so, like, oh, yeah, I still got to sleep. I still went out partying. But, like, I'm still waking up at 8 a.m. to finish assignment. Like, mm. we were all very balanced. And, like, it was th- your, like, romanticization of, like, um, the hustle. Like, w- ours was more of, like, we were romanticized for, like, having it all put together. So, like, it kind of mm-hmm. it kind of relates. But, like, ours, my experience has been a little different with that. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think... The hustle definitely is romanticized and it's definitely important to have a hustle and to have that drive. But I think at the same time too, as you grow older, you realize the hustle is crucial, but I've also started to realize too, it's crucial to have a balance. So 
having set work hours like obviously you have to work harder you have to go over some hours but working harder and smarter than taking more time to do work is way more important like I've realized how crucial it is to schedule and time to work out or to schedule and time to be social or to do face masks or to just like take care of yourself like just do anything that makes you happy and it's really important to hustle but if you're not hustling in a smart way if you're hustling Mm -hmm. and you say I'm going to get an assignment done but you spend six hours checking your phone periodically and you look at your screen and you have four sentences that's not really the hustle Mm -hmm. and although you would perceive oh that's a hustle it's being different it's organizing your time it's scheduling your time and I feel like a lot of people have the hustle but there's also a lot of people who are very like humble about it like there's people who you know and you can tell they're working hard but they're not maybe they're not as outgoing or maybe they're more shy but Mm -hmm. internally they still have that hustle but it's just not getting noticed so I think the idea for some people like that's all they work towards is the hustle the hustle and I think it's really important. But Do you think that, sorry to cut you off, do you think that people work to, I'm going to use the word drive now. Um, do you think that people are kind of like working towards the whole ideology of like this oh, drive or if they're actually working Don't towards? Don't say ideology. Don't say ideology. That's not the right word. No? Rephrase it, please. What word should I use? Idea. Just don't Idea. build up the word. Idea. <laughs> Clear and concise. Clear and Ms. concise. Procom. Um idea of drive. Oh, yes. Uh, do you think that people are kind of working towards like this idea of having a drive or if they're actually working towards a goal? Um, I think a lot of the time it's the idea. Like I know that, sorry drive, to cut you off yeah. again. Sorry to like cut you off um, again. <laughs> again, 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 <laughs> well, like, again, again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just wondering like what you guys think on like if it's some sort of idea that like people are sort of striving for. You know how like some people say like you like the idea of love but you actually don't want to go and care for another person? Yeah. Yeah, fair. It's like it's hard. Like a lot of people say they have the drive and I think everyone has drive in them and that's another big thing too is a lot of people are like, "Oh, I can't do that. I can't balance it." And they have a very negative perspective on kind of what they can accomplish. Mm-hmm. So, it's more so kind of having those positive affirmations and saying, "I can't do this. I do have the drive." And going with um, surrounding yeah. yourself with those people who validate that mm-hmm. and yeah. sort of drive, drive you to do more. Because I feel like, obviously, to have a drive, some of it can be born. Like, some of it, you've just always been that kid who has that drive. But there's also people who are, like, fully capable of getting that drive. Like, even myself in elementary school and even for a while in high school, like, I wasn't, I was there and I was doing my work and I wasn't doing bad in school, but I didn't have any motivation to be involved or I didn't feel, like, because I was more shy. I felt like a lot of people could kind of, outshine me or outshadow me so I was like oh why should I like try and then it hit grade 12 and I was like you know what I want to go to this university I want to try and it kind of switched my ways and ever since then I've just gone off building drive and I think it was not I think that space didn't exist so my university was my university my high school was very um math and science driven Mm -hmm. and we were very big on sports as well even though our sport teams were mediocre at best um, <laughs> call you out as it is, but uh, they were pretty. Say t- they were okay. They were all right. Um, but my a lot of who the creatives I talked to within um, my experiences here have somewhat been related to the yearbook because that's only the spaces that allow for like some sort of creativity. And so, like even in high school, like I had to drive, be driven on my own, and becoming like the editor for four years. 
was a lot um, on my plate from such a young age. So um, it's just sort of like the spaces aren't even set up for us to 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 build drive. Yeah. Um, like assuming like a lot of classes, assuming design education, like that's a whole other topic. But um, that assumption that like we have access to all the software and Apple software and like Adobe Suite and then that's all expensive. And so like the assumption that's already there and like design education and with a portfolio and all that, that assumes it's already existing and like we should already know this. Mm-hmm. So like, again, that goes back to the spaces. So like I, for me, like it was very tough in high school to even find the spaces and where I want to explore. Mm. Do you guys think that this has more like having this drive, like I know that we've like talked about being balanced and stuff, but if you were to pick one or the other, like positive or negative, do you think that this is ultimately a good thing or more negative thing? I think drive ultimately it's a really good thing. Like if if you don't have drive, it's really hard to self motivate yourself. Obviously, Freud. Ooh, um, Marshall McLuhan. Sorry, but <laughs> it, yeah, it's hard. Like. Drive is important. I think there's there's obviously difference. Like drive is very different than hustle. Drive is something that's in you and something that you want to do. And drive, I always kind of associate with goals. It's being like, I want to be in this career or I want to be this um, in school or I want to go to this program after I graduate, like through my undergrad. So a lot of the time I find drive is just like a really great thing to have. And it just continues to motivate you. And I find drive is just a good way to just be positive and say I can do this I'm gonna work hard here in order to get here so obviously um yeah drive is great and I think hustle is great too but mm-hmm. I find with hustle you just have to be more careful how much you hustle because mm-hmm. you can hustle all you want but there's also a limit as to like how far you can push yourself ultimately I think so um ultimately I think drive and the hustle is a good thing and and it's sort of really communicating what you put out there and so again like not every for me like I for me I try to be as transparent with like my processes and everything and so every I don't put up this pristine image that I haven't figured out like if you Mm -hmm. talk to me within my building or come to me in class I'm like oh my god I have this layout due at midnight I have this and this I need to be exported I need it designed and so like I am so open about saying all of all those things because I for the first, like, I don't want to be looked at as some role model or as some person who, like, knows it, knows all, and, like, know what they're doing because I'm just trying to figure it out, like, as everyone, and I just sort of, like, threw myself in it, but some people aren't as comfortable, and so I make it the effort to, like, talk about my process and, like, be vocal about what I'm doing, how I'm doing, and, like, the stresses I'm feeling, and, and sort of, like, leveraging resources that I've had so Mm -hmm. like even with you like I've provided you with uh, a couple of things like you know and sort of like amplifying the generation with you and so helping others will in turn help you because you're going to exist yeah in those spaces with others Mm -hmm. and so like if you're alone and like you've progressed so far ahead you're just alone you're alone floating with no one to talk to because you've just spearheaded that way and so you might be like at the level like of professionals and talking to them and then like your access to them are very limited and so like if you don't elevate the people that are around you um it gets dangerous and so um hustle within yourself but also like drive everyone also help drive other people like if you find people that are unmotivated 
that's not what I'm saying, like unmotivated, but don't have like that like sort of like drive or like essence of hustle, I would say, to kind of like bring it out in them more and yeah. then like kind of help foster them to, to grow and develop, but also make sure that everyone stays balanced is the, the vibe that I'm getting from this, which is yeah. awesome. Um, and I know that we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you think that your upbringing had anything to do with your work ethic? Do you think that you were influenced by your peers, your parents, or your environment? Um, well, I had, like, a really great upbringing, and I think that my upbringing definitely impacted kind of where I am today. So my dad was an entrepreneur for about 12 years. He's still obviously considered an entrepreneur, but I kind of saw the way that he was really driven through his mm-hmm. work. Um, he worked really hard to build up his company. Uh, it was just him. And what was his company? So his company was called Kiju Organic. Kiju? So, Kiju, so Kiju? K-I-J-U. So it was an organic juice company. Um, it actually just got sold out about, I guess, a year and a half, almost two years ago. So that was kind of like our family baby. Like we always had that when I was growing up. I'd go to trade shows with my dad. I would help him with like picking out logos for the products. I did a lot when I was younger. So I kind of saw his starting from like scratch and building up something really awesome. So not only my dad, but also my mom was really hardworking. Um, she was always there. My grandparents, too. Like, my grandpa did so much for Loblaws. My grandma was always encouraging. So I had so many good support systems. Like, both my grandparents on both sides were awesome. My aunt and uncle, both of them on both sides are doing amazing things. So it sounds so, like it was, like, a, a strong family So, yeah. So it was, like, there's a strong there. family influence. And I think the biggest thing was that my family was always supportive. Like, with Western, obviously, it didn't work out. Instead of a lot of people criticized the fact that I left Western, a lot of people said, like, I failed or I dropped out, which was, like, not the case at all. So a lot of people made these assumptions. And I said, oh, if you come to Ryerson, you're making, like, a wrong choice. Like, why would you go from being at such an incredible university to being at Ryerson? And what I found was very interesting because, obviously, Ryerson, some people still have that college connotation mm-hmm. and association with it. Ryerson used to be a polytech school. Yeah. So, like, kind of a mixture of university and college. But my parents were always really great with supporting me um, in terms of wanting to transfer schools. And I think if they wouldn't have been supportive and with what I want to do and where I want to go, then it would have been really harder. Because obviously I know there's other kind of parents or other people who push their children and say the only way you can be successful is if you do math, science, engineering, law, strict financial business, which isn't the case. And it's a lot of the times it's like, you everyone has something they're good at and if you don't chase what you're good at then you're never going to make it as far as you want to like there's countless people who want to be lawyers but you can tell deep down they're not set out to be a lawyer they really don't want to be a lawyer they like the idea and they like the image of being a lawyer but they might be better at being in math they might be better at being in science so I think it's it's been really important to grow up in an environment where like whatever goal I want to have has been really fostered and encouraged by my family. And I think that's played a huge role. And it's kind of helped me to want to help other people to achieve their goals and to be motivated. So I feel really blessed that I've had that. Um, It's definitely kind of helped me feel really thankful for my university experience and for getting for where I am. So I never take that for granted. And that's another reason why I work so hard is because I felt so, so lucky. Um, obviously I've had bumps down the road, like it's never been perfect and I've had to go through a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, I've come out with being great and I love Ryerson. 
So, yeah, so I think everything, <laughs> I always believe too, everything happens for a reason. Um, and a lot of the time it leads you to the next best thing. And obviously there's times that you're not going to feel, you're going to feel that you're at your lowest or you're going to go through hard times. But I find the best thing I've done is just surround myself by awesome family. I love my friends. Um, I have really great support, support systems. So, awesome. yeah, it's been yeah. awesome. Alex, do you think that you're more so influenced by your peers, family, or your environment? Kind of a mixture of both. I think it's a mixture of all. I think Uh because my mom's side is very, um, uh, they operate within the fashion industry, so my my mom. Your parents do. um, My mom, it does, like, cosmetics, Mm -hmm. and then, like, um, my dad does business, so... Um, I think it was sort of explaining the whole idea of, of like the cult, um, creative industries to them, and they didn't really get it. And how, like, when I say like, oh, I'm interested in fashion, that doesn't mean I want to do fashion design. I want to do fashion marketing, fashion communications, and like that is an industry in itself. And so like it's a lot of like communicating and sort of like um, just educating them on like our world is changing. Like, the rules that you think that aren't, like, prevalent or as growing, they're growing at a rapid rate. And there's Mm -hmm. a whole market industry growing, thriving right now currently. And so, like, educating them on all these, like, jobs and experiences that, like, they don't know what a strategist is. What's a social media coordinator? Like, these roles didn't exist the time that they grew up in. Mm -hmm. And so, like, having all these roles and saying, like, hey, like, they make this much amount of money. Like, they don't... Like, I'm like, hey, mom, I want to be an art director. I'm like, what is that? Like, you want to, like, direct paintings and stuff? I'm like, no, <laughs> mom, it's it's a role. It, you make six-figure income. Um, it's leading design, but it's... And so, like, for me, from a very young age, it was, like, I really didn't know where I was heading. I was very uh, all over the place. I wanted to do interior design, and that, like, led to architecture, which was sort of stable and talking to my parents about. And then I dabbled into yearbook and so that's where I've led with graphic design and and then um, over the past year I've been really interested in fashion marketing like fashion communications and so I ideally I like I want to be a creative director at a fa- um, of fast at a forward-thinking uh, fashion company or have my own creative agency so that's all up in the air and so like explaining and educating that to my parents like had to be my biggest uh, hurdle and so that was sort of um, in combination of just, like, persisting at it. But, like, even ensuring them, like, I know what I'm doing. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And so that, like, goes a lot about reflecting on yourself. So even if you're not 100% with, like, where you want to go, you can still articulate that you are. Like, put a front on it, even just for a little bit as you until you sort of figure it out on your own. But um, my aunt, she works for Helmet Lang in New York. So that's wild. And so, like even that maybe that little brief interaction or even that brief experience has sort of like opened her eyes and seeing like oh um this is something viable this is mm-hmm. something you can make an income on and it's not just a joke fashionist um the cultural industry creative industries isn't just self-absorbance um there is substance to this and there's an <laughs> there's money in this industry yeah Okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I would say that, like, I was going to talk about me with, like, my... Go ahead. ...everything, but my parents, I don't want to, like, discredit my parents at all. My parents are fantastic, amazing people. My mom does the most for the family. Um, not saying that my dad doesn't do anything. I love my dad. <laughs> he does a lot. But um, <clears throat> I would say that I was more so influenced by my environment yeah. and my peers. 
Uh, and I don't want to give like Scarborough any sort of like negative connotations because I love Scarborough. It's where I'm from. Scarborough is part of Toronto. It is 416. Mm. Just so everyone knows how to get that PSA out. Um, but yeah, I think that the fact that I went to an arts school, like I live in Scarborough, grew up in Scarborough, born and raised in Scarborough, but I commuted all the way up to Young and Shepherd. For those of you guys that are from Toronto, you guys will understand what I'm saying. Um, but I commuted all the way up to Young and Shepherd. I went to Cardinal Carter Academy for the Arts, um, which was like, I don't want to say like a, pre- a prestigious school, but it was like people were in like the higher, I would say, uh, financial bracket at Carter. So just being surrounded by like those people and then also having to like commute all the way back home, even being here at Ryerson and like visiting my friends at like their apartments and like their houses downtown and knowing that they all can live downtown and stuff. And then for me, like on my hour and a half commute back up to Scarborough, I think that it just kind of, it really makes me see how hard, I think that that's probably what drives me the most. What drives Mm -hmm. me the most is the fact that I want to live downtown and I want to be able to live lavishly downtown on my own. Oh, since I was too, yeah. since yeah. I was probably seven years old, I remember I fully had like a notebook in my room where I would just like draw a square and then I would like draw a bed and a window and like just kind of like interior design my own space. And I do have my own room, which is great, but I've just been living in the exact same house for my entire life. And I'm a Gemini. Uh, person of change, I love change i love changing up my environment and changing up my scene so i think that that goes into my i think that like my overall sort of like not overall goal but like one of my goals which is like where am i gonna live and i want to live where am i gonna live because i know where i want to live um but my overall goal which is like the fact that i want to live downtown and i just want to invite my friends over to my house for a dinner party because i've I've had so many friends that have housed me let me eat their food (laughs) Um, anyone that I kind of like slept slept over at like their house and spent the night at um, I just want to be able to like pay them back with a little dinner party at my place downtown so I think that's probably one of the things that motivate me is like being at home seeing what I have knowing what I want being around what I want all the time and then having to go back home humbles me I think Sorry, it's not humble if you say that you're humble. Uh, humbles me. <laughs> uh, it's the Gemini coming out. Oh, I think it uh, humbles me a little bit, but it also uh, refuels that drive that I have, which is to come down here and not have a long ass commute. Um, I think that um, I think that's something I've just assumed about just being here since I've mm-hmm. grown up here and I've lived here and I was born here, so like. This to me is the norm, and so like when people aspire to see to live here, I'm like, why? And so it's like, I mean, everyone is on their own. So like, I guess like my like my equivalent is going to New York, and that's my next step. And everyone's next step is a little different. Mm-hmm. And so like, just my assumption of like, what do you mean? Like, you want to aspire to live here? Like, it's it's just Toronto. But it's like I just need to see that. I need to see like everyone is on their, it's everyone's on their own, um, on a different path. And so, like, that's exactly why I want to live in New York. And so, like, if I'm able to live comfortably in New York and mm-hmm. be in this like high volume, high uh, cultural um, uh, environment, then like that to me is like fulfilling. Because if I'm able to live in like one of the most expensive cities, um, I, just a city person at heart. Yeah. Like, I can't be out in the wild 
I wanted to be a country person. I just can't. I actually wanted to be like, Kitchen or Waterloo? Just to kind of wrap up for all of our listeners out there, um, how do you guys, or you guys seem to keep your head above water? How do you do it? Like, I do it, obviously. Sometimes my head is not above water. Sometimes. <laughs> no, that's November, the secret. My head isn't s- above water. <laughs> I'm, I'm drowning. drowning. Apparently, <laughs> all the time. 25-7. Um, yeah, I just find it's like, you obviously have to experiment a bit. Um, it doesn't come easy to have your head above water first. Like, as soon as you get involved, it's so easy to get over-involved or to get too excited oh, about that's stuff. That's so true. I think that that's uh, what... I yeah. honestly think that that's the pit that I'm kind of falling into right now because, like, I applied to, like, four different things yesterday. And I Sorry. think that... Sorry. Like, My I, impact, partially. Some, your impact. Um, and I think that sometimes, like, I forget that I also have school and I also have family obligations yeah. and, like, a social life and stuff. So I think that that's so true that, like, once you do get involved sometimes, you tend to get, like, hyper-involved. Yeah. So I think that also, like, kind of trying to navigate the the balance between that, like knowing how much you can take mm. on your plate. And sometimes that only comes after you've crashed and burned. And I think that that's something that I'm going through right now where I'm just trying to test to see what my limit is. Yeah. Until and I crash. You don't want to, <laughs> like, that's not always <laughs> so the I'm best driving. way to like, you don't want to crash, obviously. Um, a lot of the time I, you huh. have to crash in order to maybe like reassess yourself. But I find my big thing is to obviously get as involved as you possibly can don't push yourself so you're like not like a human being like you're just moping around campus and like Like exhausted (laughs) because I've done that I did that last year and I was so exotic in November and I was like exotic going crazy so it's important like I think it's so important to be involved and to be busy and to follow your passion but it's also so important like I just try to do my best to take care of myself like I will take like a long hot shower or I will go shopping, which isn't always a good way to like, <laughs> to deal with uh, stress. But it's a way I cope with it sometimes, which isn't thrifting. I need to kind of yeah, like move from that strategy. But just like <laughs> do stuff that makes you happy. And like I'm a more introverted, extroverted person, so I know I need my time alone. I know mm-hmm. I need sometimes like an hour at least of just in bed at night watching Netflix or reading something or just de-stressing. Um, I've also been trying to do more yoga, although that's not, I always set these goals, but, um, maybe next year, but yeah, I'm always like maybe next year, but I always find just like taking care of yourself, whether that's even like planning ahead of time to get like a nice like haircut or getting your nails done or doing a face mask or just taking care of your body and fueling your body. I find all those little things are important. And also leaving time to be social. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want to be so busy that you feel isolated by Ugh. running to the next thing because that can happen. So I feel like kind of how I keep my head above water is just through balance. And obviously you can't always be balanced. Like mm-hmm. that's not possible. You can do your best to be balanced. But planning ahead and scheduling. Like I live for my iPhone calendar. That's my Ooh, little G-Cal. Tell me about a G-Cal. Hey, I got you on that. <laughs> 
Gcal. I don't know why I don't use Gcal. Oh, I should love use it. GCAL. I share it with all. I share it with. I'm like I've never. All the things I'm using. on. I go on my iPhone and sync my no, MacBook. You can do. You oh. can do. I do that as well. So like I use my iPhone calendar on my phone, but like when I'm on my computer, like it's synced up with my Gcal's. Like all oh. my Gcal's are synced to my iPhone. Yeah. So I should use. And then you can like send people to your Gcal's, and then they'll see like chunks off time. Yeah. That you can you also can like invite off. people. Sorry. Okay, so I need to. We're like, really close. for like proximity wise. We're kind of like. So I need to like. So I need to actually get on the Gcal. Yeah. But. I find just planning stuff out, writing stuff out. I even Asana, I always Trello. buy like Good. I buy like a paper calendar mm-hmm. for my wall at the beginning of each semester and write everything out when it's due or when I have events. So I always visually see. But yeah, just kind of balance managing your time. Calendar is so important. You literally can't throw if you don't put stuff in your calendar, you will get so flustered. Honestly, and up and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my my friends are, I'm like. To my friends, I'm like, if you didn't send me a GCAL, then we probably didn't make plans because I won't remember. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. Yeah. Like, no, I check seriously. it once a day. So, like, I know what I'm doing tomorrow already. Like, I have, like, three calendars open on my – I don't – don't don't ask me why I have, like, three just calendar tabs amongst the 18 tabs that I have open I on my computer. I don't like tabs. That's where you start to lose focus. That's mm, true. And it's, like, because you have that mental energy to, like, refocus each time you open and close a tab. And so, like, if it's not, like, differently related things, like, you might get sidetracked. That's, that's how I... Every time, like, I've I open it. something, I'm using a backspace, it. like, I just open it up in, like, a new tab. Sorry, that's getting off topic. Um, <laughs> what was G-cals, the question? g as a way that we can... Well, ways that you can, like, stay. Like, keep your head above keep, water. Yeah. Keep if you are keeping up. your head above water. Um, I think, like, for me, it's, like, a, I have this very clear goal. And it's, like... I know I'm going to get there some way or the other. And, like, all these little micro interactions and, like, conversations and and experiences that I'm currently involved with um, sort of, like, gives me the ultimate combination of things I want mm-hmm. to learn and, like, things that are, not, like, not within the program but is supplementing the things I'm not learning. Um, just, like, having that overarching goal. I'm like, I want to be in New York. Okay, so how what do that take? I want to be an art director. What does that take? Like, I want to do this and this and this. And what does it take? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of, like, long-term goal Yeah, planning. it is yeah. having that overarching. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's even when, like, you're at, like, your lowest and, like, it's really tough. Like, you're pulling an all-nighter, essentially. Like, I try not to do those. I've only pulled two. So it's, like, I I don't do them. And, and it's something, like, I just won't will not do. Um, but having those and, like, sort of drive yourself and it's like for me like that could be different for everyone else but I'm a a lot of my motivation comes from within like I'm very Mm self-motivated um I don't like sitting around like for me like even when I'm like self or self uh like alone time or or personal self-care time like I I don't want to be sitting still so like I might like grab a bowl of fruit and like go for a walk like I need some sort of movement and it might not be um, like the most like brain consuming or energy consuming it's just like I need some sort of movement so like maybe go for a run mm. walk my that's friend's good. dog because I don't want a dog because that's too much responsibility he's a dog uncle not a dog dad I can't because you know <laughs> I can barely take care of myself let alone another <laughs> another dog another Kristen has a dog he's cute oh, what's uh, his name again? Parker Parker the Barker. He doesn't bark at all. <laughs> he doesn't bark. <laughs> I mean, that's the opposite of 
he's cute. I love him. Well, guys, so is there anything that you guys want to leave this podcast with? Um, anything you want to leave for these listeners? For the listeners, um, always fans. feel free to reach out to other people. I know both Alex and I are always happy, I'm sure, to meet people for coffee or get to know people or to kind of point people in the right direction. I never mind sharing my connections. Make a business and card and just yeah. send them out to people. And, yeah, just continue to leverage your connections. And if you're sitting here listening and you're like, man, I haven't done – I feel like I've done nothing. X, Y, and Z. Or <laughs> I feel like, oh, like this makes me feel bad about myself. Do not feel bad about yourself. And don't yeah. care, compare yourself to others. Um, do you not compare yourself use, to your, use them yeah. as a starting point, but, like, yeah. they're not, like, the overall. Your path is going to be completely different than someone else's paths. Mm-hmm. Um, but set your goals, and obviously I have my goals set, and but I'm not going to rely on them, but I know that I have an idea of where I want to go, but I'm also just going to let life take me. So I'm excited to see where things go. But, yeah. Awesome. Oh, Kristen. Alex, do you have anything? Try to top that. Um, yeah. I would say... Honestly, go explore. Go explore now. Do it. It doesn't matter if you're um, the most unexperienced person. It doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing. But sort of like start now. And I think that's my biggest tip is to start quicker and learn more and learn and grow yourself, your personal brand. And sort of like that might be a different talk, but (laughs) I'm already plugging in your own. But like I really want to say like, sort of figuring out yourself and then like how you present yourself is like my biggest takeaway and okay well thank you guys so 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 much for doing this with me it was super great and i'm very happy that i have you guys in my orbit and a lot of fun that's (laughs) what were you gonna say where can you find us taylor oh sorry (laughs) you plug yourself (laughs) alex is such a gem you guys are gonna i'm so sorry for those of you who don't like astrology if you don't like astrology swipe left now like swipe left (laughs) my grandpa's not gonna get what that means (laughs) she listens she's not the target audience sorry um okay so that was so fucking rude i'm so sorry i love you (laughs) 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 who are you you're so non-professional this needs to be cut um Thank you guys again so much for being here. Where can people find you? Um, well, you can find me. Shameless on, plug. Sorry. On LinkedIn. It's probably the best <laughs> way to connect with me. Can you um, say and spell my, your name? Oh, God. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-N. Kelly. K-E-L-L-Y. Um, my Instagram, you can follow me. It's private. I don't, I don't <laughs> oh, have an aesthetic mind. or a theme. That's okay. Um, it's K-R-I-S-T-I-K-E-L-L-S. So, I mean, if you want to follow me, go ahead. It might not be that exciting. You can see my dog and stuff. But, yeah, that's where to reach me. I'm also on Ryerson Campus. <laughs> you can find her at a Ryerson Campus. Or find me at work. Your local Lululemon or... Uh, conversation agency. Your conversation agency. Ooh, where she works. Apply. Apply summer says. internships. I will be. Yeah. Um, and Alex, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at my website, alcostudios.ca. So uh, A L C O studios.ca. And on Instagram at I M A L E X L A. I'm Alex Law. <laughs> I'm Alex Law. <laughs> You're not, because I'm Alex Law. <laughs> Who's the real Alex Law? Wow, what a paradox. (laughs) (laughs) Once again.
again, thank you, Alex and Kristen, for being on my. I was say talk, for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it, and um, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was so fun. We'll see you next time on. <laughs> We're going to title. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> see you later. Catch you next time. <laughs>